0: Team Buck, welcome to the Freedom Hut. Great to have you. Thank you so much for hanging out. Really appreciate the chance to chill with you today. Actually, a really nice day here in NYC. Hopefully nice wherever you are across the country and in some cases around the world. Big news today. Huge. Big news. Uh, You've got two competing narratives of what the main story today should be, depending on which website you're on or where you go. There, on the one hand, are those who are focusing on uh, the president's executive orders, which so far, so good, right? Let's be honest about this. The president is going to, uh, is signing an executive order to build a wall on the southern border. This This is what's being reported. The two biggies, the two big ones here, are signing, are signing the executive order for building a wall on the southern border and banning people from Syria and six other Muslim-majority countries where there is a preponderance of terrorism or there's long-standing uh, terrorist threat. He is directing funds to construct a wall on the southern border. He is going to target sanctuary cities that are refusing to comply with federal immigration law. He is going to institute a four-month halt on admissions of refugees. And the countries, by the way, are Syria, Iraq, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Sudan, and Yemen. Those are the countries that would be covered under this temporary halt. Not a ban, per se, but a hiatus. That's a proper way of putting it, I think. And he plans to grant exceptions to Christians and other minorities fleeing from persecution. So if you are an Iraqi Christian in fear of your life, he says you may be able to come. This is what's being reported. All of these are things that Donald Trump said that he would do. All of these are policies that he promised to enact. He's not wasting time. He's getting right to it. Now, there are questions about the logistics of all of this. Of course. You know, Congress already passed a bill to build a border wall on our southern border. That's been in existence for quite some time. It just didn't happen. It hasn't happened yet. You have to ask the question, why? Why does Congress pass laws and then there is no action? Why does Congress leave laws in place about immigration and yet nobody enforces those laws? How can we have a system where you have millions of people who are in violation of federal law and the federal government's not going to care and not going to do much, if anything, about it? These are all worthwhile questions to ask. It's part of what propelled Trump to the front of the Republican pack. Trump had said he would do these things and now he's at least taking the preliminary steps to implement them, to put them into place. The left is going to they've already lost their minds. I don't know what the next level is for them. They really couldn't hate this administration any more than they do. And when he starts to hold to promises that he made to his base, remember one of the big criticisms of Trump from the campaign was that Donald Trump would betray the movement, his own movement, really. That Donald Trump was a liar, he couldn't be trusted, would never build the wall, would never do the things he was saying he would do on the campaign trail. It was all supposed to be a con. Now, it's too early to say that's not true, but it's not too early to say it doesn't look like That will be the case. Doesn't look like it. As I've said to you, what motivation would Donald Trump have to betray those who voted for him at this? He's already very, very wealthy. Yeah, sure. He likes more money. All wealthy people generally want more money, even when they never have to think about money in a real sense. I don't know why there's this assumption that he's so easy to buy off and Russia has all this leverage. If I were worth a billion dollars and I loved my country, I mean, if I were worth zero dollars and I love my country, I would never even think of hedging. Forget about betraying, but hedging in favor of foreign interests or refusing to put my country first. And if ooh, there it is again, my country first, it sounds kind of like America first. And yet that isn't it? Isn't it fascinating that that as a phrase has been. Uh, created as a or has been made radioactive because of what was done in the 1940s. Yet, how else do you say it? If you put American interests and the citizens of this country above the citizens of other other countries, is there a better way to say it? I just mean, in terms of the verbiage, the actual language, a better way to say it than America first. America primary, America premier, America number one. I mean, you start to go down the list. America First says it, and it doesn't have to have any connection to a political movement in the past. And certainly, Donald Trump is not a non-interventionist pacifist, so you start right there, and there's a digression, a diversion from the initial America Firsters. But here we are, Trump doing what he said he would do. I, I want to see how both conservatives and Democrats react to this. There is an opportunity here for him to do tremendous good. I can tell you this. Every person that I have talked to, political, nonpolitical, doesn't matter. Everyone that I have talked to that I think knows anything about commerce, business and the economy in a meaningful sense, someone who can read a 10K statement, somebody who understands a balance sheet, somebody who has had a profit and loss statement who has employees or has been an employee of a corporation where you either make money or you close your doors. Everybody I know in that context, and I'm here in New York City, a lot of commerce going on here. Commerce, baby. Everyone that I know in that position says that Trump's corporate tax cut plan will be an enormous boon to the economy. Every single person I've talked to, including some lefties, That are in business, not lefties that uh, work for the government or are university adjunct professors or are talking heads at MSNBC or the Young Turks or something. I don't care what they think about the corporate tax rate because they just frankly don't know. And they're too ideologically invested against corporations, which are evil. I don't know. Corporations make vaccines, automobiles, air conditioners. I rather like corporations. But everyone that I have talked to says that the corporate tax rate cut. And it's not the kind of thing that necessarily gets everyone fired up. It's not sexy. You don't have throngs gathered around you. It's like, and I will lower the corporate tax rate. Everyone goes, yeah. But you know what? Maybe they should. These are good things that are being done by the White House. And we should be very open and forthright about that. Just because Trump does it doesn't mean that any conservative should feel like they have to oppose it or even be overly skeptical. Yeah, trust but verify. I get that. But what among the executive orders that he's putting into place right now is troubling? As a conservative, I can see on the national security side, we have to wait to find out which of the executive orders of national security Trump really does sign does put into effect. I've seen reporting, and it's early, that he may bring back some aspects of what the intelligence community was doing in the war on terror, including enhanced interrogation techniques. That's an interesting debate, interesting discussion to be had. But he wants to take a very tough line against jihadists and radical Islam, so we know where he's coming from on that. At least he won't be afraid to say radical Islamic terrorism. We can start from knowing whom the enemy is. It's a good start. It's important. But I see him doing all these things, and I think to myself, if he continues on this pathway, he could be a very successful president. Now I know there are pitfalls, and there will be, there will be people in Congress. There will be representatives who balk. There will be Democrats who try to find ways to sabotage this whole process. The media is, of course, going to try to convince as much of the country as possible that Trump is just trying to drown us all in a giant bathtub. I mean, that he is just a monster and they're not going to stop. They've already they've already told us who they are. We know what the media thinks of Trump. Not going to change. But As I said to you, he's in a very unique position, not just because he's the commander in chief and leader of the free world, but because he's a man who. He's already lived quite a life, has a lot of money. None of his children will ever have to worry about money. He can't really be bought. I know every, we've all been convinced for some reason that he can, but it's one thing when you're a businessman and you're just chasing money and you want whatever you can get for your company. It's really been, capitalism can be a bit... rapacious. A little Darwinian. But he's now the commander-in-chief. He's the head of the U.S. Armed Forces. He's the chief executive of the United States government. I, I don't think he's going to... For what? You've got these people bringing a lawsuit against him under the Emoluments Clause. Donald Trump is going to change his Russia policy because the Russian government is going to give him more favorable rates for the ho- hotel occupancy tax? What are they really going to do? I mean, they'd have to make it very obvious for anybody to care, for it to be enough money to, to matter... We are being conned by the media. They're not being honest brokers in this. They're not trying to just bring us the truth. They are pushing a very clear agenda. And yeah, I say the media minus Fox and a few other places, but it is a vast majority of them. They are all on the same page. They're all playing for the same team. And they don't care to even analyze the executive orders that Trump is doing. They just Trump is bad. Trump is evil. They hate Trump. They want to get rid of Trump. That's it. And, you know, I was skeptical. Despite having been friends with his daughter and thinking the Trumps were a nice family, knowing uh, the, the sons growing up, not that well, but I knew the daughter quite well. I was skeptical of his ability to win. And I was worried that this was all an ego trip, but he saw it through the end. and He beat Hillary Clinton. And you know what? The nation does owe him a debt of gratitude for preventing a president, Hillary Clinton, from taking office. I really do believe that. Now That's not enough to push through on everything. That's not enough for him to just sort of sit back and rest on his laurels. But he is taking actions that we would want him to take. What could be more important in a president than that? I know there are the petty squabbles. We'll talk about The other big story, which I didn't even get a chance to hit on, I thought I would in this opening, the other big story is the investigation into voter fraud. I want to say something about this, and we'll hit it more on the flip side of the break. What if Trump is off, but what if voter fraud is pretty bad? What if it's hundreds of thousands of votes? meaning hundreds of thousands of illegals in a with 120 million plus votes cast. No one thinks that 100,000 or 200,000 illegals voted in this country. I don't know. And let's be clear. Nobody knows because the government doesn't want to look into this. They want to do all these models on climate change and drastically alter the economy and make us poorer and slow down growth and innovation because there's too much CO2 in the air and we're all going to melt and die. The government will spend a lot of money on that. But they don't want to look into voter fraud. They want to turn a blind eye to anything that's going on with voter fraud. We know that there's been fraud in elections in the past that cost people the election. We know there are some isolated cases of voter fraud that are prosecuted. And we know that the Democrats at every Single opportunity. Try to make it impossible to prevent and prosecute voter fraud. Because how do you know if somebody just shows up? Yeah, I'm Bob. I'm voting. They don't have to show any ID. Just say they're Bob. They vote. What are we going to do? How would we know? All right. Let's talk more about this on the other side of the break. Because you got CNN.com writing. Despite no evidence, Trump wants voter fraud investigation. You know what's funny about investigations? They're usually to find evidence. Be right back. Beck Sexton. The Blaze Radio Network I think for anybody who is an analyst of the news, of politics, of national security, whenever, you, whenever you're dealing with the Trump administration and what they've said about something, have to do a little introspection, step back and think for a second. This looks like they're going to lose. This looks like it's going to be bad for them. But how many times has that been the case in the past and it wasn't true? Meaning we thought that they were finally going to get hammered by the Democrats and public opinion would turn against them you see that more than half of those polled liked Trump's inaugural address I I thought it was supposed to be the worst speech given since Mussolini decided to call it quits well actually people decided to call it quits for Mussolini but that's a story for another day I thought it was supposed to be worthy of Attila the Hun and yet more than half of Americans polled now are we obsessed with polls? Only when they hurt Trump, if you're in the media. When they further the Trump narrative or they help the Trump administration in some capacity, then you want to ignore them. Then you don't care. You don't like them. Polls are bad. Trump is picking a fight now, or maybe you could say the media has picked a fight with Trump, over the number of illegal uh, illegal votes that were cast in this past election. I don't think it is a mistake That it would be more or less the margin of victory for Hillary Clinton in the popular vote. That may be clouding the analysis from the Trump team at some level. I don't know. Sean Spicer has been forced to stand up and defend this number of three to five million. You've got Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House, saying there's no evidence of Trump's claim. Well, there's no proof of three to five million, but there's also no way to prove much of anything because no one's looked into it and there are very few safeguards in place. Do I think three to five million people voted illegally in the election? Probably not. I would put my confidence in that. I would put my confidence in that number at low to very low if I were in the intelligence community. Do I think that 100,000 people voted illegally across the country? If you really looked into it, everywhere, maybe. Do I think 10,000? That's, yeah, that sounds. And now you say, Buck, come on, 10,000 out of 120 million votes cast. Look at the margin of victory in Wisconsin. Look at the margin of victory in Michigan. I know more than 10,000, but not that much more. And even if it's only 10,000 this time, we need to prevent it from being 100,000 the next time. So why if our if our I know it's a republic and people love to say it's not a democracy. Yeah, yeah, I know. But we refer to America as a democracy. So everyone needs to chill. It is a republic. I get that. But our, our system is based on democratic norms. How about that? All right. <laughs> Do a little poli sci 101 here. Undermining our institutions is supposed to be a, an unpatriotic and horrible thing. And we should have bipartisan love and support for these institutions of the peaceful transfer transfer of power of representative government based upon clearly established rules and an independent judiciary, yada yada, et cetera, et cetera. Isn't knowing whether people are voting illegally in large numbers or not important enough for us to care? Isn't it something that we should pay some attention to at some level? Maybe? Do I think that it's wise for Trump to put out the three to five million number before he can prove it? I don't think it's wise. Do I think that Trump would care that I think it's unwise because many things that others have said were unwise for him to do turned out to work in his favor? Yeah, I think all that's true, too. We need to keep a very close eye on all this. The Democrats were really of the mindset that after eight years of Obama, they'd have eight years of Clinton and it was all over. They thought we were a one-party state. The Democrats had won. Progressive ideology would reign supreme and it was all over, folks. Not the case. And now they are being fly-kicked by reality. Chuck Norris roundhouse style. And they don't like it. and They can't really stop it. They can whine a lot. They can complain. They can lie. They can try to cheat in the court of public opinion but not much they can do while trump is using his executive order pen and there's a lot more coming i think just like on this show team much more coming stay with me through the break back in just a few minutes the buck sexton show on the blaze radio network So the administration in its last days did some, the former administration, ooh, can we just air that one out for a second? The former presidency of Barack Obama, the the old, now past, and no longer presidency of Barack Obama. It's done. It is done. Don't have to cover State of the Union addresses where Obama sets up lots of straw men and just destroys them makes arguments the other side don't make acts like this is just a simple issue of are you a are you a good person or not if you're a good person you're going to agree with obama of course if, if not you're a bad person Ooh, bad person that's done with something we should all take a moment to celebrate it's i don't know if you consider that a smart a small or a large victory but at whatever level you consider it, it's a victory nonetheless a victory for limited government, for liberty, for the sanity of those of us who refuse to buy into the cult of personality. You'll notice Trump is in office and sure, there are super Trumpers for whom Trump can do no wrong. But for a vast majority of the Republican uh, Republicans who voted for him, based on everything that I've seen and everyone I talk to and anecdotal, I know, so not scientifically based, but They just want him to do a good job. They don't all sit around saying that he's the greatest president of all time. They don't all sit around saying that he's a genius and he's infallible. All of that, by the way, was so damaging with Obama because it also meant that the people weren't on guard for the usurpation of their liberties. The people were not on guard for the overextension of the executive branch. They were lulled into a false sense of Obama's the best. We don't need to worry about anything. It's all going to be fine. They were lulled into that. And now we see that when the shoe is on the other foot, they freak out to the point of their hypocrisy being absolutely brazen. The hypocrisy is mind-blowing. It is mind-numbing. It's just too much. What was okay for Obama to do is bad for Trump to do just because Obama good, Trump bad. That's all it comes down to in their minds. And I'm talking about seasoned political journalists. I'm just talking about randos walking around on the street. But Obama on the way out showed us some things. He showed us that he does not uh, believe That the state of Israel is in a constant state of siege because of Hamas and surrounding extremists and the attitude that is prevalent in much of that neighborhood of the Muslim world, that Israel is a should be a pariah state among nations and should be surrounded and choked off and eventually destroyed. He seems to think the Israelis are, are the ones causing the problem and the problem I know there is very broadly defined, but. If I start talking Arab-Israeli or Israeli-Palestinian conflict, people refer to it both ways. Uh, we won't get into any of the rest of what I want to talk about. But alas, here we are with just a parting a parting shot. We know that he refused to stand up for Israel at the United Nations and didn't veto the resolution that says that Israel settlements are illegal and, and that language that was passed that was damaging to the state of Israel, makes them look bad and shows that Obama all along was really lying when he said that he had Israel's back. He wasn't somebody who was ideologically aligned with the best interests of the Jewish state. He sees them as antagonists. And I would bet I would wager in in a private moment, Obama would even say that he thinks they are oppressors against the Palestinian people just as he thinks that the Castro regime is uh, misunderstood or the Castro regime is yeah, something that we should work more closely with. The State Department, while Obama was in his last days, under John Kerry, sent $220 million to the Palestinians late last week, despite objections from congressional Republicans. Now, because the State Department is... Under different leadership There's going to be a look at that payment And there could be adjustments The Trump administration may decide To tweak some of this So Obama went beyond congressional oversight here And released $221 million To Palestinian territories uh, Because that's one of the last things He wanted to make sure he did When he was in office Was to shower some taxpayer cash on states and on really a culture now, in certainly in Gaza, and it exists in the West Bank too, of the celebration of death, of martyrdom. That hasn't changed. The existence of the Israeli state is not something that Hamas has accepted, and not at all. And we're told that the, we keep hearing about East Jerusalem as as a sticking point and the Israelis are going to expand settlements in East Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a city, and I've been in both sides of this city they talk about, and they are building some apartments on the, in the eastern part of the city. These are the settlements that they're talking about. And no one is suggesting, or no one seriously, I would hope, suggest that Jerusalem be divided down the, the center and, and cut in half like a la Berlin during the Cold War. I don't think that's what the answer is going to be. And the restrictions that are put on the Israeli state by the international community about this are onerous for the Israelis to deal with, at least in the context of Jerusalem. I mean, you want to talk about hilltop settlements or outposts as opposed to settlements, that's a, a different discussion. It's part of this discussion, but it's a different aspect of it. And... Jerusalem as Israel's capital, if Trump moves the embassy to Jerusalem, why do we have to obey these mandates that have been there in the past? Doesn't a new administration get to determine policy? Didn't Obama upend decades of foreign policy vis-a-vis Cuba? It was My objection to what Obama did with Cuba isn't that he changed things. He promised a lot of hope and change. My objection was that I didn't think that he had achieved anything by changing it and he had traded away a lot in the process didn't get any concessions from the cuban government just decided to release the pressure took them out of the chokehold without without making them tap out first it's not the way it's supposed to go so i objected to the substance of what obama did not just oh well it's different and with trump you're going to see a lot of playing both sides on this When he changes things, it's going to be reckless. When he continues with policies, it's going to be because he's either not sticking to his word or he is not nuanced enough in his understanding of the issue. He'll get criticized on all of this no matter what. Moving the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem is something the Trump administration says they are going to do. Uh, or at least some of the members of the Trump administration say they're going to do. And that's really up to us in Israel. doesn't really matter all that much what the rest of the world thinks of this. That is another exposed aspect of the media now. should note that. You're seeing that it's not enough for them just to rely on the progressive left viewership and readership that they have that hates Trump. They also want to reflect what they consider to be this global, dare I say, globalist view, and that's another means of increasing pressure on the Trump administration, is to say that the rest of the world disagrees with you on this. The rest of the world doesn't like what you're doing here. Hmm. Do we care? Should we care? Those are questions for which Trump, I think, has very different answers than certainly his predecessor, but really any president in my lifetime or at least that I can remember. I think we will make deals with individual countries. We will look at our interests. We will look at their interests, and we will go from there. It's not going to be driven by some nonsensical, unrealistic view of a world that is really all playing by the same rules, that all wants to be under the same government. That's not how Trump's going to do things. Is it going to work? Oh, we'll see. But I do think that thus far, there's plenty of reason to believe that there can be some really good things coming from this administration, and we should encourage them when they're good, and we should condemn them when they're bad. That is my plan for all of this. My other plan is to tell you about our sponsor this hour, SilencerShop.com. They have the best buying experience you can get, period. You can trust Silencer.com to handle the paperwork quickly for your suppressor, since they submit more forms than anybody in the country by a huge margin. Silencer Shop offers the best prices along with the best service. And when you purchase a silencer from silencershop.com, you simply pick it up at a local dealer with no transfer fees and no shipping. A silencer is a must-have accessory for your firearm. It makes shooting more enjoyable. It reduces the blast to a much more comfortable level. And buying from silencershop.com is just like buying local since your local dealer is setting the price and making the profit. Now you can get the best price and know you're supporting your local business. So check it out, team, silencershop.com. Again, that is silencershop.com. Help make the world a quieter place. We'll be right back. This is the Buck Sexton Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. So Sean Spicer was asked about Trump's voter fraud claim, and this is how he responded. Play it. Does the president believe that millions voted illegally in this election? And what evidence do you have of widespread voter fraud in this election, if that's the case? The president does believe that. He has stated that before. I think he stated his concerns of voter fraud and and people voting illegally during the campaign. And he continues to maintain that belief based on studies and evidence that people have presented to him. They may be pushed a little more to give some of those studies and evidence, uh, a little bit of a public hearing, they may receive pushback. Well, they will definitely receive pushback from the press corps, but even some Republicans, I think, are going to say that they would like, they would like to see um, what Donald Trump's getting, where he's getting these numbers from. But as I've said to you, and we have had experts on the show to discuss it, there's not a whole lot of mechanisms in place that are meant to look at voter fraud. So it would be very, very difficult for anyone to know the extent of any actual voter fraud that is occurring. And Democrats fight tooth and nail against the most basic measures to ensure that voting is happening the way it's supposed to, within legal boundaries. They don't want any boundaries at all they wanted to just be you show up and you vote you show up and vote and I know that you can start to argue this well why would anybody vote illegally people do <laughs> I don't really know what to say other than that people do and certainly if you believed enough in a cause to show up and march in DC and act like in many cases a maniac And yell at strangers that you don't know because you disagree with them politically. Want them to be ridiculed, to be pushed out of the public square, to be fired from their jobs. If you believe so much in the Democratic Party that that's how you feel, really that hard to think you'd go in when you know there's a one in a million chance you're going to get caught and punished. Go in and cast a vote when you're either voting in the wrong place in the wrong uh, in the wrong state or you're casting more than one vote or you're casting a vote for a dead person there are a lot of dead people on the voting rolls still so we know that's an issue and i just hope that the trump administration isn't taking us down a rabbit hole here with nothing be- with nothing else going on because media is just going to use this as the story to shout down everything else that they're doing. Every time Trump takes an action, pushes for an executive order, gives a speech, not pushes for, just does an executive order, but gives a speech about business, about revitalizing manufacturing and other sectors of the American economy. You you see the the news, by the way, today on the financial sites, on the Wall Street Journal, other places. The Dow index vaults over the 20,000 milestone. Markets doing great market is doing very well. Of course, the night when Hillary was losing it, people like Paul Krugman, oh, the stock market has spoken. They hate Trump. No. Now, of course, the stock market doesn't matter. This is what I mean about the hypocrisy. It's so blatant that you'd laugh if it wasn't about very serious issues. So we shall have to see where this investigation, this, quote, major investigation into voter fraud ends up going. We shall have to see if they're able to produce some evidence. They don't have to. This is my position on this. They don't have to show that three million people voted illegally. But if they can just show substantial numbers, period, voted illegally, it'll change the whole conversation. And granted, they don't have the hard evidence yet on this, but no one's ever really looked for the evidence either. So I don't know. And I think we should all know think that's a fair way to put it I think we have a right to know because we're all going and spending our time and voting and we have to respect this process because we believe the process is is free and fair we should know if it's a fair process we should be allowed to know what's really happening here with the voting and I uh, I just wonder if if Trump knows something or if someone's whispered something in his ear that I that I don't know because if they don't find anything you're gonna hear a lot about this for the media for the next few years. Oh, Trump just lies. He gets things wrong and it's gonna get in the way of some of the good stuff he could do. The More coming Sexton show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.